0: Oh hey, sorry I didn't see you there, this is an audio medium.
1: If you grew up with Disney Channel shows, DCOMs, and music, The Time Machine is ready for you to take a trip back to those golden days.
0: Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! What is up time travelers, welcome back to The Time Machine Podcast with me, Becca Stogner.
1: And me. Hunter Martin. Another day, another recording. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh damn, don't sound so excited about it.
1: No, I am, I am. Uh I'm we're actually recording a couple days earlier mm-hmm. than we usually do because I'm gonna be out of town because I'm going to my hometown because my sister's getting married. So if you see me dancing on the at the reception like a madman, yes. Yes you did. <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm looking forward to that. Anything that you are looking forward to this week?
0: Well, have we talked about uh, the wedding that I went to since we've been on the pod? No. I went to an old college friend's wedding a couple weekends ago, and they had these like pre packaged cocktails that came in little bottles. They were oh, margaritas, but they were nearly clear. It was literally like someone had taken a baby dropper of lime juice and just like put the finest dot in a bottle full of tequila. And I had two of those and I cannot remember the last time I was that drunk.
1: Oh, wow. It was it was rough for me. Well, that's the goal for me this weekend.
0: (laughs) You want to be teeter tottering on your way to the taco truck like I
1: was. Right. Especially it's at my grandparents house. Oh, so okay, I'm like, yeehaw. So, it's on my grandparents' property, so it's not like I have to go anywhere. I'm like, let me just go back upstairs to the room I'm staying in. Um,
0: but to answer your question about looking forward to this week, last weekend was the improv festival in my local comedy club, and I was up late and having a good old time every night. So, this weekend, I'm looking forward to not doing that.
1: Mm. You're a portian.
0: <laughs> I was portian. I did a little karaoke.
1: Really? What did you sing?
0: I sang "That's What You Get" by Paramore. I freaking
1: knew you sang Paramore.
0: I had to. I really thought about singing Olivia Rodrigo because I was belting a little "Love Is Embarrassing" on the way over on the drive, and I was like, "Okay, I'm, I, I, I'm slaying."
1: You're like, <laughs> why? Are, you're like, wait, why do I sound pretty good right now? So and I thought person, about that, but the person next to you is like, no, this is embarrassing. Love's not embarrassing. This is embarrassing.
0: Now it don't mean a thing. It's a uh it's ooh, it's grown on me like a vine. I love guts. I'm sorry. I do.
1: Seeing you tonight. It's <laughs> a bad, bad idea, that right? That came on sing, at the singing after party. Seeing Olivia at a karaoke night. <laughs> it's a bad idea, right?
0: That did come on at the after party, so I did get to sing a, a little guts that night. I
1: was at a show. And the pre-show music was getting back by Olivia.
0: Some of the improvisers um, that were headlining also, it, like, they talked about vampire in their set, and then one of them sang it in like an accent.
1: Jeez, was so your it was a very sponsored Rodrigo. by Olivia. <laughs> Weird. I
0: wish if she showed her face at my improv set, I would reel. <laughs> what
1: would you say what would you say? Come on the pod.
0: I don't know that I'd say anything. I would just be like, "Thank you for coming." Because when you
1: met, because you when you met Lucas, you did not take him on the pod.
0: Well, no. Well, no. <laughs> I was nervous. Elliot talked to him more than me.
1: Well, my next support time, next time. <laughs> Speaking of next time, I think. Now it is time to get into our Disney 411.
0: Yes, we're cooking a little
1: this week. We're cooking, we're cooking, so let's get into it. Disney 411. All right, speaking of Olivia, uh, story number one is Olivia Rodrigo has released a new song for the Hunger Games prequel. The Grammy Award-winning singer released the single Can't Catch Me Now for the film Hunger Games, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes on Friday. Um, Friday. Wow, that was my Friday. Point. Friday. Um, Olivia Rodrigo celebrated the song's release on Instagram writing, Yay! The singer had announced <laughs> the single Wednesday, so beyond excited that I got the opportunity to write a song for the Hunger Games, the ballad of songbirds and snakes. So I have not listened. I probably will not listen. Um, Aww, come on. I I'm like this. I'm not a Hunger Games person. You're not. Mm
0: Ooh, I am.
1: I fell asleep during the second one. <gasps> and... That's the best one. And it wasn't. Oh, I so I've, only, I, I've only seen the first one and half of the second one. I not because I didn't I didn't think like the movie was bad or boring. I was really tired that day, but I still wanted to go because all my friends were seeing it. And maybe because I'm not a Hunger Games person, the beginning is slow when they're not in the games. Especially if I don't care about it. I'm like. Ugh. Get to the games. (laughs) Well,
0: I read the book, so I was also more invested. I, yeah, like I went to the midnight premiere of Hunger Games One, and I dressed up like it was serious. It was business. What did you dress up
1: as, like a contestant? I,
0: I had a Hunger Games shirt from Hot Topic, so I dressed up as one of the people from District One. I guess I just wanted to look hot because my crush was going.
1: You're like, I want him to catch fire.
0: But you know, yeah, you know what I, I mean. <laughs> the thing that I think is interesting about this is that people are commenting on how Olivia's career pattern is mimicking that of Miss Taylor Swift, because Taylor Swift released that song Safe and Sound for the first Hunger Games movie.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you could say that you, you can compare that to any artist who does a song for a movie. Okay, Paramore.
0: Yeah. Right. How did we get here? (laughs) Um.
1: What's your favorite song from a movie?
0: Decode is a great one. Like the whole Twilight soundtrack, chock full for real. Um, "Heavy in Your Arms" by Florence the Machine from the second uh, or from Eclipse.
1: The I don't know if it's my favorite, but the first one that came to mind was. Love me like you do, love, <laughs> love me like you do. From the, the acclaimed Fifty Shades of Grey. Shades. Speaking of Twilight, and speaking of Taylor Swift. I don't wanna live forever. That one's bad. I don't like that one. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, that's. I'm sure there's other ones that I like, but that's the one that came to mind first. Um, let's keep on the music train, shall we? uh this is about sabrina carpenter speaking of Olivia rodrigo we're going to sabrina carpenter uh, she released her new music mini music video <laughs> feathers um and part of it took place in a catholic church and let's just say the church that they filmed this was not happy uh the diocese of brooklyn is sprinkling holy water on the music video production of sabrina carpenter's new single feather uh the new york-based religious organization and in a statement to Catholic News Agency on Thursday that Brooklyn Bishop Robert Brennan is appalled the pop star filmed the provocative music video at the Blessed Virgin Mary Church in Brooklyn, adding that the parish did not follow um, diocesan policy regarding the filming on church property, which includes a review of the scenes and script. Um And the catholic news agency reported that the parish informed the diocese that the production company failed to accurately represent the video content and that brennan is taking this matter seriously and will be looking into it further did you watch the music video
0: i've seen clips i haven't watched the whole thing yet but that is crazy
1: yeah i mean the video opens with an interior shot of 19th century catholic church and concludes with carpenter dancing around the altar and pews in a short black tool dress surrounded by pastel coffins of the parish, perished men that she kind of murders in the music video. Um, bring back music videos and people getting upset. That's what people it's have been, been like, oh, she's
0: getting sued. Pop music is so bad.
1: Right. It's like it's been a minute that a music video has like shaken people's feathers a bit. I know. Feathers, Miley. Oh, <laughs> right. We're uh, always Sabrina on the Carpenter, same page. <laughs> Sabrina Carpenter, Feather feathers um i texted becca this um weekend that i actually listened to a little bit of sabrina carpenter's latest album i like it i haven't i've never listened to it
0: yeah Um, nonsense hits
1: yeah i'm talking all around the clock i'm talking nobody knocks i'm talking wow 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 wow. (laughs) stop you know i was thinking about her super bowl performance the other day of course of course (laughs) <laughs> come a ruba boy 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 <laughs> come a boy 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 because people were her actually. and her
0: dancers for
1: halloween <laughs> <laughs> Want and i know you want to see me again, again, again. i i love that song so if you, so when she sang that in the super Bowl performance i may have i, may I have wish that we had watched that performance together. Anyway, maybe Sabrina Carpenter Super Bowl one of these days. Who knows? Oop, <laughs> I don't know.
0: Watch us listening back to this episode in 2027, being like, <gasps> "Oh,
1: 2027! Wow, she has she doesn't have that much time.
0: Uh, she's got some time to grow. I don't, I don't know."
1: All right, um, all right. In some news that uh, we wanted to bring up, uh, this is about Zac Efron and a potential, uh, movie that probably won't happen. Uh, so Matthew Perry, the late great. Matthew Perry, uh, planned to ask Zac Efron to play him in a movie about his life. Um, one of the late star's friends told Entertainment Tonight. and He said that he seemed enthusiastic about life and had wanted to work on a biopic that would be highlighting his experience recovering from alcohol and drug addiction. She says he said that he wanted to make a movie about his life and he had worked with Zac Efron in, in the past on a movie and he said that he wanted Zac Efron to play him as a younger version of himself and that he was going to ask him to do it. Soon, and he was looking forward to sharing more about his story, and um, and was optimistic and happy about everything that he wanted to do. So, I understand why zach Efron was in the thoughts. The impact of Seventeen again, again. which that's a great movie. It's fine. You've seen it, right? I saw it in theaters.
0: I I thought it was fine. I didn't think it was bad. I I just I I remember expecting to love it, and I didn't really like. Love it.
1: I don't remember if I saw it in theaters. I can't remember. But Zach, Efron would not be a good Matthew Perry. Like an actual Matthew Perry.
0: Imagine Zach Efron saying, could I be wearing any more clothes?
1: Well, technically, that's not, not to be a friend snob. But technically, that's what Joey says as an impersonation of Chandler. <gasps> but I know what you mean.
0: That was the only line that could come to mind.
1: That was, technically you it's Joey pretending to be Chandler. Anyway. Um, but going back to what you said, I can't imagine um, jacked Zac Efron in 90s wardrobe saying a Chandler line. You know, it just doesn't.
0: Eating like, Kodiak pancakes cake on the set.
1: Yeah. I was like, he would have to like literally stop working out forever.
0: Yeah, he would.
1: <laughs> like he would like have to just like stop working out and i but i think anyway um i went to the friend's building last weekend as well oh to pay my respects um to know me is to know that friends is part of my dna so it was a it was a big shock yeah When all that went down um and it's sad that he maybe a biopic will still happen i think he has his memoir they could adapt that i don't see I mean, I think a Matthew Perry biopic is in the realm of possibilities for sure. I just don't think Zac Efron will play him. I guess we'll see. But it's nice to know that, like, he wanted him to play him. Uh, Anyway, our final story is one you... uh, This was a day of news today. Um, So, an interview with Haley Williams and Dolly Parton was released today. Oh, my God. And the subject (laughs) of Miley Cyrus was on the tip of their tongues um brought up their recently released duet of wrecking ball she says uh yours and miley's voices are perfect together you on the song i feel like a a song that you could have written dolly goes well i wish i had written that song miley i'm crazy about i don't think people even know how talented she is and then Haley williams goes to say i think what unfortunately people do is really underestimate based on presentation or based on the fact that she came from disney and she really and she's already proven that she's got the chop she's a great singer and a great writer. And then, of course, they, they go on and give Miley um, some more props there. But how do we feel about, I'll let you take the reins on this, since it's your, your girl? I
0: hate that Hayley Williams can't win with any Disney girly fan base because the Olivia Rodrigo people hate her, and the Miley Cyrus fans have not been kind today because they have just, I don't want to get into all of it because it's just, Stand drama essentially, but you know, um, this was fun. I was excited about this interview for reasons that don't involve Miley. But it was nice to, <laughs> nice yeah. to hear
1: her mentioned. Yeah, yeah, it's nice to know people are like. I don't think Miley will ever get the full because she started out as Hannah Montana. Even if she like breaks records and yeah, puts out the great puts out a great piece of work, you know, not. I think this was the first I think we talked about this. This is the first year that I think overall you and I agreed that the general public was like, Wait, Miley Cyrus is good <laughs> You know?
0: Yeah. I've seen people even recently saying that like Flowers is a good song and it just got overplayed and everybody saying it's bad is just mad that it's overplayed, which like yeah. Yeah,
1: that's that's the science of song.
0: Oh, I barked and barked when it came out. I just Oh, so did I. I got sick and tired. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah, I think that that song, even as annoying as it got, did have a big part in this kind of shift. Resurgence. And, of course, now she's so big and people are so desperate for a sniff of her that two people mentioning her, (laughs) it blows up on the internet.
1: Yeah. Because Grammy nominations come out this Friday. Mm -hmm. You think we'll have some Disney faces on the list? I'm pretty sure we will. All right. And that's all the 411 I have for you. That was, that was some good stories. That's some good stories.
0: All right. Well, speaking of good stories, um, we are revisiting a rich story today, a <laughs> Disney Channel sort of in-between documentary telling the story of three Jonas Brothers, and relevant because they're still on tour right now, and Jonas Brothers living the dream, which we're revisiting today to talk about a, a good chunk of the rest of season one. Is about them being on tour as children. And I would be so interested for them to do something like this now to see how they were different. Yeah.
1: yeah so we're actually talking about episodes 6 through 13. 7 if you're through 13. Curious, 7 through 13. I'm sorry. Um. And if you're curious of what our opinions are of the first seven of Jonas Brothers Living the Dream, go back and listen to our episode. It was a fun episode. Um. I always love it when we talk about... The Disney Channel kids just being kids and not their characters because Yeah. It's always insane and always a treat when you when at the end of the day they're just gonna be 16 year olds and 15 year olds and no matter what you do. Some of them twenty-three year olds. Hey, you can't help the (laughs) age you are. Becca said it perfectly. It was like a mini series, a reality show. They were living the dream. This is like their first big tour. It was only up from here, so this is how Disney began to market them before they could get them into Camp Rock, and um, I think Camp Rock was around this time. And yeah, this
0: aired on Disney Channel, of course, like in between shows. And these are on YouTube if you want to watch along with us. But on a couple of these on the playlist, their Disney Channel Wand ID would play before it started. (gasps) Yeah, which took me right back. It felt so authentic but their wand id looks like them in their jonas era so it was probably like right around that yeah. time poor kevin does and, not get
1: a line in that thing and they and they don't have anything that's like hey we're the jonas brothers from yeah like, it's just hey it's we're the just, jonas brothers so it's like hey it's me mickey mouse <laughs> like they are mat, they're officially a disney mascot at this point just to being a disney put on the white gloves and
0: the big yellow shoes
1: and get out there and make us some money. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Hollywood. Speaking That's what Hollywood, they were doing at those
0: Verizon wireless meet and greets. <laughs> oh, God.
1: They pop back up speaking,
0: in, <laughs> in these.
1: Speaking of, uh, let's get started with our first episode called Hello Hollywood. And this one is narrated by Joe.
0: This episode is about the Jonas Brothers homecoming show in L.A. And all of the screaming little girls that are there. And also an intensely long and star-studded list of Disney Channel celebs that are at the show.
1: Because they're like, this is our hometown show. This is like really big. We can't believe we're performing in LA. And they're like, this is a perfect time for all of our friends. Um to see us play and they're like we want to impress them because this is like our only chance for them to see what we can do that's not true <laughs> they work with you they work with you they know what you can do <laughs> um and the way everyone this one and um an episode we'll talk about in a minute it's like uh an opening credits to a 90s sitcom like <laughs> the <Palouse. laughs> Um and so Becca you wrote down all of the big celebs. The
0: list of celebrities uh that are at this Jonas Brothers LA show include Corbin Blue. Mm-hmm. David Henry with his hair flat ironed to look just like Joe. Do you think this is the night that they interviewed him where he's like, "Yeah, I'm basically an honorary like Jonas brother."
1: Oh, this is definitely when he wants to be a Jonas brother so bad. You
0: could tell. Like he reeked of wanting to be their best their bestie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Madison Pettis, who Disney was push, push, pushing at the time.
1: Little girl Madison. And
0: I never got it. Um, Selena Gomez with Chelsea Staub and then following them by herself, Demi (laughs) Lovato. Was this during a fight? No,
1: this is too early.
0: Maybe they just showed up at different times. Probably. Um, Megan Martin of Camp Rock. Mm Mm-hmm. And who was the last one? It was another guy from Camp Rock.
1: Oh, Rashawn Fagan?
0: Yeah. So it was yeah, basically just the cast of Camp Rock.
1: And a couple of Disney stars sprinkled in. But the, the biggest, huh, was an appearance by Jamie Foxx. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I bet anything he was taking like a kid to the show. Oh, I'm sure, 100%. But it was but just so like, funny. they were like, yeah,
0: it's crazy that, like, Jamie Foxx is here and he's going to hear our music. Not Mr. Blame yeah. on the alcohol himself.
1: Right. My favorite thing was just them, like I said, being so nervous. They're like, like, this is how, like, we're in Hollywood, baby. <laughs> um, but then after, I think, they have a great show.
0: Their dad was talking and- about uh, Kevin Jonas Sr., was being interviewed about how the last time they played in LA, they played a much much smaller venue, and now they're playing like an eighteen thousand capacity, so it was a big upgrade. And while he's giving this interview, the door behind him opens, and a crew member walks out and just kind of has a dumbfounded face. <laughs> did you catch that? <laughs> yeah, I <laughs>
1: that did. It cracked me up. My favorite thing was um, the bowling. They're the like after party. Time for the after party. <laughs>
0: bully well what else are they gonna do they can't go clubbing
1: but oh i'm sure when the cameras were off they're like so like who's party who's sneaking the alcohol in (laughs) they said let's get our bowl on well then they said with our disney friends (laughs) our disney kid friends and like in my mind like goofy shows up mickey shows up (laughs) donald
0: nick gets a strike but minnie rolls a spare. Nick is oh bowling boy. in a
1: long, long scarf. And then wasn't like. And they, they commented that Nick is getting competitive. Of course. They have to. Of course. I know he course. was getting upset. Of course he was. But that
0: long scarf, he looks like Mr. Tumnus. <laughs> that's, that's dangerous, too. Like, what if he bent I, over yeah, to get his bowling like ball a, and it was like. <laughs> and he got like. I feel like that's, a, that's a hazard.
1: I know. It's a hazard waiting to happen. Nick is always dressed Wait. ridiculously in these. Do you. I just realized someone who was not there. Who? Demi? Miley wasn't there. Miley? Miley wasn't there. They were probably fresh off the breakup. Probably. Miley was like, I'm not doing this. She was like, bowling.
0: I'm going to the club.
1: (laughs) Right. I'm going to the club. Y'all can find me there with Mandy.
0: (laughs) And then they comment (laughs) on like, they're like, Nick is doing a great job. Like, Nick's getting competitive. Kevin's knocking him out. And then we break out our secret weapon.
1: Our little brother Frankie. Frankie. Take a shot every time they say, our little brother Frankie. And he's always like, like, the way they talk about him is, he's about to get his own spin-off. I know. It's like they're setting up to see how the audience is reacting to him so Disney can like do Jonas Jr. And uh, have like a little Playhouse Disney (laughs) daytime Wiggles type show with with Frankie Frankie Jonas. Called Bonus Jonas It's called. It's gonna be called Bonus Jonas and Friends. Oh my god! That's what this. This is what Live in the Dream is not like. The more we watch it, like half the time they talk about how cool Frankie is. They are we'll always to very, talking
0: about Frankie, and, our our his, and his bunk episode. full of toys.
1: Literally, <laughs> and our very last episode is all about Frankie. And this show should should just be called like Bonus Jonas and Friends. I know. <laughs> Which Disney Plus re- reboot?
0: I love how Joe's bowling is apparently so bad that it doesn't even get a mention.
1: Yeah, he's bowling I'm with sure bumpers. Was I would be too. I
0: I have to, or I'll get gutter balls like ninety nine percent of the time. It's really. I embarrassing. When, like
1: the bump. I remember when the bumpers finally went down. I was like, oh, I like can't. When I started when I was when I was bowling. I was like, oh god. I was like, I'm officially an adult. <laughs> When, when the bumpers come down, that's when you're officially an adult. That's when it's
0: real. Did you ever get one of those, like, slope things where you just, like, push the ball down it?
1: No. mm
0: I've done that before, too.
1: Now it's was too good. I'm just kidding.
0: <sighs> well, dang.
1: <laughs> but it's good to know that Nick did not embarrass himself with alleged girlfriend Selena Gomez <laughs> in the audience and Demi Lovato and... All that stuff. That'd be kind of be crazy seeing going to a Jonas Brothers concert and seeing the rest of the Disney Channel employees in the audience. I know. That would like especially like going that's your target audience and your target audience is there. My mind would like leak through my eye sockets.
0: Like imagine being you know, a Disney like, Channel girly at that show.
1: Oh, oh, oh. I'm sure. Selena and Demi had to have special security if they were going to be in the audience. Those screams were pure and real. Yeah, get those earplugs if you're going to Jones for this concert, especially then. Get your earplugs uh, if you're going to
0: any special. concert, mama. Concert.
1: True. <laughs> Protect those true, ears. True. I say as I leave That's my earbuds at home, literally every time I go. That's a good tip. Speaking of tips, this next segment, this next episode, is just a big. PSA, <laughs> big tip. It's called Joe. Health Kick. I think this is also narrated by Joe. This is, yes, yeah, is also narrated by Joe. And this has definitely like Disney emailed Mr. and Mrs. Jonas, who I'm assuming were their managers, and said, hey, we need like an episode about like, you need to eat well. Yeah. Because nothing in this episode was natural. <laughs> what? Well- <laughs>
0: This episode starts about how they're basically like we're all getting the ick, and like everybody's getting sick with something. Oh yeah, we're all getting sick, which like happens on any tour or show. Anytime people are in close quarters, it's bound to happen. Yeah, but they have a like, doctor. Even Frankie was down.
1: Da- even even Frankie was down for the count.
0: Frankie was down. They have a hotel doctor <laughs> come up and do a checkup on Kevin. And poor Kevin, like one of the only he's... scenes he gets on camera, he's like, "Yeah, my headache kind of starts here and goes to here, here and here." <laughs> It's awful. I feel so bad. But they're like, well, in order for us to prevent getting sick, we have to, like, our parents are setting us up. And there's a scene of all three of them speaking with a nutritionist who says the tip that you could just Google where it's like, if there's a lot of color on your plate, you're eating healthy. So if you're eating all white, that's not healthy. And I thought, all white? Bread? All white. Is that just, like, a plate full of white toast?
1: But it was this is like pre past the plate. <laughs> past the past the like someone I bet I like I was like, is someone gonna pop out and go, hello zucchini?
0: I wish uh, that would have made they they, I, they
1: feel so stiff in this scene. Like Nick and Joe's responses are so like Oh, this is definitely we have to have footage of you guys learning about your veggies and and apparently Kevin Nah, does not they're like kevin hates fruit
0: <laughs> okay i loved okay. when um they're talking about the nutrition and stuff and the nutritionist says like let's try some smoothies and nick goes let's do that like so stiff and then joe's narration <laughs> like, goes yeah. nick and i are psyched to make smoothies like no you're they're not like, yeah. you're I don't not think... selling that girl
1: psych is not in nick jonas's vocabulary
0: <laughs> no, it's not. Nick like, Jonas
1: doesn't get psyched.
0: But they make these smoothies and they're like, Joe and I, like we love the smoothies, but Kevin is thinking they're gross. I was like,
1: give Kevin a break. He obviously has a migraine.
0: And like, isn't there another <laughs> Jonas Brothers like music video or maybe it was from their concert movie where they're having like a hotel breakfast like spread and it's yes. like eggs and bacon and their... pancakes
1: and stuff. That's from their movie. They're
0: not making smoothies.
1: I know they're not. Well, th- well, this was, like, before the stadium tour, so maybe this was when they tried... They couldn't be as fancy. Still. And now that... But poor Kevin. And then we cut to the tour bus, and apparently, after this one meeting with a nutritionist, Joe is all about eating healthy, <laughs> and he's begging his mom to get all these, like, bananas and apples. And... I was like, what is What is this? Isn't this when he was
0: wearing like goofy-looking sailor hat and being like, do you guys want to work out?
1: Oh, yeah. He goes, he, um, they're like, we know you work out, Joe. We know you work out. And now we get a montage of them working out. And they said, Joe in his narration said, he's like, don't lift weights unless you have a professional trainer with you. <laughs> um, I mean, you can lift weights, but like, If you're doing a bench press, maybe you have someone to spot you. Maybe they're just Uh, telling a
0: 12-year-old not to go run and pick up a five-pounder or else they'll drop it on their foot. Yeah.
1: yeah. So they're like, we have to be stay healthy for tour. This was just like, this was just so staged. I know. It It felt really weird compared to the rest of these. Yeah. It just, nothing, nothing feels natural about any of these. yeah. A Um, lot of
0: these are more like serious have a more like serious tone than the ones in the first batch we watched which were mostly about them being like goofy goofy guys
1: yeah yeah this one was just like this one was hey at some point we have to have footage of you guys talking about healthy things you're doing and staying active on tour so we can Educate the kids. Yeah. And then the school one that we'll talk about, too. They had to be like, you know, and you have to do your school. That work was another and... one. Yeah. That was another. So this one, th- this half of the Jonas Brothers Living the Dream is like Jonas Brothers, a very special Jonas Brothers <laughs> episode. <laughs> a
0: PSA like... by the Jonas Brothers.
1: Yeah. Living the PSA. <laughs> so.
0: Where was their episode that was like, we say no to drugs on tour?
1: <laughs> oh, oh, well, drugs don't exist in this world.
0: You're right. Well, the next one is nice and sweet, but also takes a little bit of a serious turn at one point, too. This one is called We Are Family by Kevin. This one just okay. kind of I'm introduces-
1: so glad we're talking about this. This
0: one kind of introduces everybody to all the behind the scenes people that are on Team Jonas during the tour, like their band, their assistants, their- John Big Taylor. Rob. Nice to put a face to a name.
1: Of John Taylor?
0: Yeah, from Love Bug when they're like, uh oh,
1: John yeah. Taylor,"
0: there he yeah. was in the flesh.
1: Um, the thing that annoyed me the most, because so Kevin is um, narrating this, and he is like, "Let's meet the Jones Brothers starting lineup." And the entire time, it's just baseball references. Yeah, they're Like, in the outfield,
0: it's our like. I'm like,
1: please. They have like a
0: baseball card stat visual going on every time they introduce
1: somebody yeah. to but uh, but they have like so many people on their crew that so they're like so uh, it's in, it sounded like at a at one point they just ran out of baseball references to like um we call <laughs> he's kind of like our bad boy
0: <laughs> one of their team members is just named quote
1: cowboy unquote yeah what's his real name and- <laughs> we don't need to know okay so i texted becca this the other day, that it went on viral that Big Rob used to be Britney Spears' bodyguard. Mm-hmm. And there's an assistant that you see hugging Mrs. Jonas, whatever her name is. Her name is Felicia. That used to be Britney Spears' assistant. Oh. Like, during, like, her heyday. So, huh. we have two former Britney Spears employees now on the Jonas Brothers payroll. Isn't that crazy?
0: That's interesting. Like, I wonder if there's
1: some, some sort of like connection there.
0: Right. Maybe I- I'm sure they like knew somebody who knew somebody since they're all under the yeah, Disney umbrella. Or maybe like
1: it's the same, maybe it's like the same touring management team. Maybe.
0: Big Rob gets his little moment of Frankie <gasps> oh, yeah, is like boxing like... him and like hitting his belly.
1: My favorite thing was, like, the Jones brothers knew that we already knew Big Rob, so they basically were like, you know him, you love him. Big Rob. (laughs) They just show a a shot of him at, like, one of, I know, one
0: of their, like, 10 a.m. Verizon Wireless meet and greets where he turns around and he just looks so pissed.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And if anyone wants to know, are the Jones brothers still on good terms with Big Rob? They are, because when I went to see them at Yankee Stadium, Big Rob came out.
0: He came out on Nashville night one, too, and I missed it.
1: But you weren't there. So did Kevin Mm -hmm. Jonas Sr., and you weren't there either. You could you could have seen a re- reunion of Jonas Brothers Living the Dream. I could have, but I got Gotta Find You, and I'm happy with the choice yeah, I made. That, that's okay. Okay, but the biggest twist of them all was this mother and daughter. Right. It They're is Maya and Kiyoki.
0: But they call her Coach K. Coach K. Which is what they famously and- called the Duke basketball coach, so I'm interested to see if <laughs> There's any Duke fans in the house <laughs> on Team Jonas. So
1: apparently, the two of them are childhood like Mi- Coach K. Not great. Now I'm calling her Coach K. Well, that's Miss what K- they call K- her. No, they call her Coach K. Okay. Coach K and Maya are like childhood friends of uh, the parents and apparently like Nick's like childhood best friend. Yeah, they show and like videos when...
0: of her and Nick like dancing around when they're like very young. And I was like, I have never
1: heard of these people, in right? Life. So I did some digging. Nick still follows both of them on Instagram. <gasps> so is. there is like a. It was true that they're like, but apparently, um, Maya's dad passed away, and he asked Papa Jonas if he could like take care of Maya and Coach K, and so that's why they they're kind of his mom's their mom's assistant. I think is Yeah, what it I sounds gather. like.
0: Maya, when Which, Nick is talking about Maya, he kind of smirks a little bit and he's like uh, her little helper.
1: Yeah, I was like, I don't know what they're going for here. Yeah, like
0: I wonder what their relationship was like on the tour versus when they were little because they don't ever show them together.
1: Yeah, in current day, they don't. And I googled Maya and Nick and basically all the pictures are either in... From before he got famous. And then it's like basically um, when they like when there are famous, she's just, like just in group shots. Hmm. Um, yeah, literally. Interesting. Well, they well, it looks like, OK, I'm Googling them again now. And it looks like they. Yeah. If you Google Amaya and Nick Jonas. Really, all you see are old pictures of them, and then like just like pictures of them in groups. Apparently, they were in a um, Instagram story a couple years ago. Looks like together, which is nice. (gasps) What? Not her partying with Selena Gomez in this picture. Living the dream for real. (laughs) She really is living the dream.
0: Something that felt authentic to me about this YouTube video that of this episode. At one point, there's like an old tv notification that pops up that's like the receiver will auto-tune to mtv and you see the button like go and hit
1: cancel i saw that too i thought that was my tv and i was like wait i'm not in 2008 (laughs) (laughs) just my tv but yeah this this was just very interesting because i don't remember i remember john taylor i remember big rab of course but i don't remember this mother-daughter duo like you would think that would be like a bigger thing about the jones brothers lore Maybe it is to some people, but I certainly did not remember it at all. Yeah. But, like, good for them. It's nice that they, like, kept them aboard on the payroll. That's nice to have them there. But I could have done without the baseball references. (laughs) It was just too much. They were really hammering it in. They were. The last Um, three of
0: these are all narrated by Nick.
1: So... We know who's Disney's favorite.
0: Starting with School Rocks by Nick. Because he is the only one at this point still attending school. Which, how old was Joe around this time? Was Joe like out of high school age already? Because it's very interesting to me that Joe doesn't have to do school. Joe was 18 when they filmed Camp Rock.
1: Oh, I didn't I thought he was a lot younger than that.
0: I did too, so that's why I was so confused. But I guess yeah, Nick would have been the only one other than Frankie, because at one point their teacher well, holds up a flashcard that says seven minus four and I was like, Oh, I hope that's for Frankie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I how funny would that have been if the camera pans and it's Nick like going, um, <laughs> Nick <laughs> has, like, talks all a like, those lot about biology, so It seems like that's the only thing he's been studying on tour.
0: <laughs> it does. he's like, yeah, and it's it's really cool. <laughs> like, tell me yeah. one thing about the cells then.
1: Right. Uh, so apparently they're going on field trips.
0: They do. When you're homeschooled,
1: especially on your tour. Nick. And they go.
0: They go to the Titanic Museum
1: <laughs> in Vegas. They go to the Titanic Museum.
0: That, like, this episode, is, this episode is a little bit about. Nick still being in school little- on tour, but it's mostly about their whole their whole gang going to the Titanic museum.
1: I know Joe was bored out of his mind. I know Frankie was bored out of his mind. <laughs> I'm sure. Kevin, I'm sure Nick was like. Well, it affected Nick, died. I
0: guess, because Nick talks about it in the concert that night for like two minutes.
1: So I thought I did this in elementary school, where you're a member of the Titanic, and you get because what they did in the Titanic museum is. They um they give you like a card about like this is your passenger. And yeah, you get to see what happens to them. But I remember I thought it in elementary school, but it's not that. It was Ellis Island. Did you ever do that in New York? No, this is it was just like a project to learn about like Ellis Island and stuff and all that. No, thing. basically you like get an identity of someone who is on the boat Mm-mm. and. It was like this. I've been to a, um, not
0: a Titanic museum, but like a WonderWorks museum. And they had a little display thing that was like, put your hand in this water to feel how cold it was on the night yes, of the Titanic. Yes. And they have a big iceberg I, in there, which they show them like walking up to and touching.
1: <laughs> I know there was a smart ass who went on a school field trip and they're like, put your hand in to see how cold the water was. And I'm sure there was a <laughs> smart ass kid who put the hand and it was like, shoot, that's not cold. I could have survived. <laughs> it's like when those kids yeah. are like i could have taken what, what like someone's like why did he run away it's like what you would have done fought these people Whatever. with what but with nick what? at the
0: show in the show that night with his microphone he's like we actually went to the uh titanic museum and the crowd is like ah! titanic fans <laughs> really, like all
1: the all the titanic girlies were in were in the audience that night they said draw T- me titanic nick Hive, draw me Draw me. <laughs> draw me like one of your French girls today. draw me Nick
0: but Nick is like yeah oh, we, it was pretty cool uh, we all found out who we were and I was the richest man on the Titanic and they all scream again and then he's like but I didn't survive so
1: I survived he goes, I thought it was pretty cool he definitely no, like he in the moment he's like mm. no he's definitely like, he's telling this story and midway through he's like oh this is probably more of a you had to be there type story yeah. Um, But I have everyone's intentions, so let me just finish it off. Nick's
0: narration in this one is very, um, I, I, wa- I don't want to say high and mighty, but sort of like snooty in the sense that he opens by saying, I admit that not every aspect of our life is regular, with footage of girls like screaming for them and them in their meet and greets. Oh, like, yeah. No, duh. And then he's like, but the one thing that is regular is that we go to school. But then but- at the end, he's like, Time for our favorite after-school activity, and it's playing a sold-out show.
1: Right. I was like, so you're not normal. Like, so most kids that. sit
0: in a room together and play board games and eat graham crackers and wait for their moms to pick them up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or they go to
0: drama club or, like, ballet or something.
1: You know, in these things, they all, they, Disney wanted to hammer the home. We're just like you. Home, the fact that, like, we're just like you, both. We're selling out arenas. (laughs) Because there's
0: always something in Disney behind the scenes, especially about them being at school on like on set or on tour. Like always, always are they talking about that? Yeah.
1: I remember there was like, I'm sure there was like a Hannah Montana thing. It's like, well, they're not making your favorite show on Disney Channel. They're going to school just like you. You're like, not just like me, because I have five minutes to get to class. (laughs) And I have someone blocking my way. So now I'm hustling. Every you have a episode. golf cart. <laughs> you have a golf cart taking you to and from, so Right. You have an uh, okay. your
0: childhood best friend is
1: your assistant. We're my t- childhood best friend
0: switched schools and moved away. <laughs>
1: <Right. laughs> Jamie Foxx went to your concert. I've never met Jamie Foxx in my life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jamie Foxx went to your concert. I have a math test at an hour.
1: Right. Who's winning here? They did go bowling, so I guess that is a little <laughs> They do that is a little like that is what teenagers do is they do go bowling. And just but like us, I did not go bowling, with,
0: they also keep. I did
1: not go bowling with Selena Gomez.
0: <laughs> that's true. Or any of them. Just like us, they also keep musical scrapbooks, which is the next one, also narrated by Nick. This one nice. starts by showing off a bunch of young pictures of them, and Nick, of course, smuggy Smuggerson. When his baby oh, like, photo comes up, he's Joe. like, he's like, oh, t- that's so embarrassing. Don't look at my picture.
1: Like this is a live feed when he's like rec- when he's in the recording booth of the narration. So <laughs> like, looks what? goofy.
0: Kevin is in a sailor suit and he was like only two years old and I was like, oh, he looks older than two in that picture.
1: <laughs> you're an old. You're an old two. He's like he's at preschool and they're like, sir, where's your driver's license? Can I see your ID, please? Are you here to pick up anybody?
0: <laughs> Aren't you a little oh, you old to, to be you? two? <laughs>
1: No, when they show Joe's, um, uh, um, photo, Nick's like, handsome as always. Like, what?
0: And then they show a picture of Not all even... three of them together as youngsters, and Joe kind of looks like his dork character from the first batch of these.
1: Oh, yeah. When at three o'clock every day, that's when it was nerd time. Yeah, that
0: was his hobby on tour.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, they always say there's always little truth in everything you do. Yeah. Um, but this is all about their, this episode is basically like, we're stronger together than we are apart. Yeah. Which I agree. If we know anything about their solo gigs that happened in between. Well, they're, or we, Jones, they're back together now. The so. Jonas Brothers, as the Jones Brothers fans call it, the Dark Ages. <gasps> no, they don't. Um, do they? I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure they do. Um, but yeah, they are stronger together than they are apart yeah jealous is a good song yeah cake by the ocean's fun um but it'll never be a burning up never be an sos and it'll, it'll never be a sucker you know and they they talk about how they all have their different qualities so they're of course thing like nick can play any instrument um and kevin can play the guitar like n- like no one ever yeah. has seen it before. Yeah, they're
0: talking about. There's like a clip of them writing a song. They're talking about how the things that they write about are very personal to them. Oh
1: yeah.
0: How you know falling in love and Kevin says just things you deal with as a teenager and then he kind of stares like <laughs> he's
1: he's like that I stealed with ten years ago. <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> because then he, there's like a little PowerPoint like fangirly edit type just different footage of oh, them singing yeah. lines from the concert and, like, lyrics will pop up.
1: Yeah. Pushing Me Away is featured. Um,
0: they they do back-to-back songs that have lines in them about I
1: am. Yeah. Like, Nick reveals that SOS was just his way of venting. He's like, it's kind of cool that, like, this was just my way of venting and now it just speaks to a lot of people.
0: Nick needs to vent about what's going on on his I am. Yeah. He wants people to know he's even... chatting up those girls. Well,
1: we didn't get to the part where Joe says he likes to be the front man. He likes to be in the spotlight. Which makes sense.
0: But at the That's top the of the time. next one, they literally confirm, like verbally, that Nick <gasps> yes. is the leader, Nick is the leader.: Like
1: Joe verbatim said, "Nick Jonas is the leader. Nick Jonas is a good leader." Um, so are we done with the musical scrapbook. This one was kind of a filler to me, the musical scrapbook.:
0: Yeah, because we all know we're about to get to the juicy stuff.
1: Yeah, so this one's called Nothing's Gonna Slow Me Down. And this is narrated by Nick. And the beginning of it is just about how Nick is a leader. And he is like, you know, he likes to have these things. Like everything we know about Nick Jonas, he likes. He's very like type A, but like is passionate about all the things. He's a leader. And then the tone shifts dramatically.
0: Dramatically. I, if you've seen the clip, you know.
1: So. We get a play by play of how Nick got diagnosed with diabetes and just about Nick Jonas and his diabetes and how that affected him and the band and all fans around the world. So, if you, this is such a big part of the Jonas Brothers history
0: yeah they really
1: nick jonas having diabetes they
0: really hammered in on this for a while they talk about how he wrote a little bit longer about this they talk about kind of how it affects him and wraps into his daily routine um this is this was like the era where disney was kind of making us think that nick was like really really sick yeah with all of this stuff And, and in this episode he out of his mouth says it looks complicated but it's not that bad yeah. Which is ultimately true. Yes. Like, yeah, having—I mean, I had—I gr- growing up, I had a childhood friend with type one diabetes as well. So it was like very, the ins and outs of it were very close to me for a while. And like, it is complicated, but after a while, it's just kind of like it just is yeah, what it is. It just,
1: yeah, it, it becomes it's manageable, and it becomes from what and this was actually. Again, this, this section of Jonas Brothers Living the Dream is Jonas Brothers Living the PSAs. Right. Um, so we have, we have school, we have eating right, and now we have diabetes. Um, and I think this is the one that actually worked because this is them really being authentic about it. You know, it didn't feel forced. And I feel like, like this, I'm going to be honest, this is how I learned about diabetes, well, I, like really I knew it.
0: because I had that friend, but then it was, like, yeah, reinforced I know... by...
1: I don't Nick think Jonas. I knew anyone with diabetes. So I was like, oh, what's that? Yeah. I was like, oh, what's that Nick Jonas has?
0: Actually, recently, um, I, I can't remember if I saw it on TikTok or Twitter, but on the Jonas Brothers tour right now, on one of their side stages that they'll come oh, down I and sing, "Um," there was a can of pineapple juice, and a fan near one of those barricades asked security if the pineapple juice was, like, a shot chaser. And they were like, No, it's for Nick. He has diabetes. (laughs) Like, oh, I would walk out of that (laughs) concert. You just what a what a
1: way what a way what a way to ask? Is that a chaser? Is that a chaser? No, it's not.
0: Nick also in this episode gets really serious about how bad he wants to be the president.
1: Jonas twenty twenty four. In that it's quite a possibility. Jones twenty twenty four? Jonas twenty twenty eight. Congress is burning up for you, baby. Oh
0: god, Congress is burning up in the sentence. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you need an SOS. Oh god. The campaign writes itself. <laughs> the campaign, the campaign really <laughs> writes itself. We gotta find dot 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 the voting booth. <laughs> when you look me in the voting booth
0: <laughs> tell me you'll vote for me
1: oh god we've been to oh my gosh the the campaign trail a remix to year 3000 year 2024 you'll have to vote in the year 2024 <laughs> um i hope he's listening this is now his it's his time it's his time um but i Out of all the PSAs that we got for this handful of episodes, this is the one that I didn't mind because it's definitely not one that Disney was like, hey, we have to do a diabetes episode. I'm sure they did, but it's more natural because it's like, oh, well, we'll just actually follow him around doing his routine Yeah. as opposed to, hey, guys, can you guys come into this room real quick as a nutritionist talks to you? (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Can you smile and
0: nod and drink these
1: smoothies? And say you are really into this health kick. Um, and now we close with, you know him, you love him, everyone's favorite bonus Jonas Rockstar. This one in is training. called Rockstar and Training, and once again, it's narrated by Nick. And this is just a little bit more uh, about Frankie and living your life on the road as a seven-year-old. I feel or like or we went over this already.
0: Like I feel like we already talked about what Frankie does.
1: Yeah, and all he does is take their stuff while they're on tour, <laughs> they're on stage. Run around, um, be he's sassy. Writing, he's writing songs.
0: He is. Do you think he wrote the lyrics to cocaine and handed it to them? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think those were those lyrics. Um, he's hanging out with, I spotted Demi Lovato's little sister. Mm-hmm. When he's like, hanging with his friends. It's like, he's not hanging with his friends. He's hanging with the only child that is... Behind the scenes of the stadium at the moment. Right.
0: He also says something sassy. Um, and he goes, having Rockstar Brothers sometimes hurts your ears. And then it, like, cuts to all these <laughs> clips of screaming girls. And it cuts back to him. And he does, like, a nod where he's, like.
1: Like, I know, right? He He's a ham on camera. He's a ham. he's like, one. <laughs> he's a ham. The bonus ham. I, when he, like, I think Frankie got annoyed at Joe. And he's like, I'm going to knock you out. <laughs> and he like pretends to punch Joe. And Nick's like, You just got knocked out.
0: They say which Bonus like, Jonas wanna... so many times in this episode. Yeah.
1: Which, like, I want to say recently, Frankie was like, I never liked that nickname. I think so too. Because it made him feel like he wasn't like a Jonas brother, which he is. Like, he's not part of the Jonas Brothers band. But you he know is I mean? a Jonas brother. He's a Jonas brother. The weirdest way this episode ended was like the way they ended it was like right now there's only three spotlights on the stage but you never know we may leave out a fourth one for you baby bro or something like that it's like he passed away (laughs) like they're gonna put out a fourth spotlight in memoriam for frankie
0: they're gonna put a fourth spotlight out when they announce bonus jonas and friends on disney (laughs) jr
1: imagine if like once frankie got to be 13 they're like the time has come for you to officially be part of the Jones Brothers lineup. <laughs> Imagine if that's how that works. They rotated like Kevin now... out and they put Frankie in. <laughs> no, I was gonna say like they keep Kevin, but now you just have. Okay, if if Frankie was officially gonna be part of the Jones Brothers band lineup, what would he do? So you have Kevin on guitar, you have Nick on guitar and drums and piano, and then you have Joe playing his tambourine and. Um oh, they'd be like they'd be like the partridge family, I mean, Frankie could play
0: bass, I guess. He could always be backup vocals again.
1: He could drum a little bit I more. would love I would love that if Frankie was the backup vocal. <laughs> they're like, just you're on stage, but background. you
0: stand in the back.
1: just do whopping in the background.
0: Nick also plops that accursed Willy Wonka hat on Frankie's head in this episode. he
1: does. he does he He can't leave anywhere with uh his scarf and Willy Wonka hat. <laughs> He literally told Frankie, come with me. Um, But, yeah, the way they ended this was so weird, in my opinion. It was like, he's not dead. Yeah, it's a little he be, weird. He may, dead. he may be dead to you, because he's only eight. But, yeah, maybe, because, Frank- I mean, Frankie, like, that's a thing. To know the Jones Brothers is to know Frankie. Right. And... Dang, like, Frankie really was his breakout character because they, he's on the Jonas Brothers TV show. He's in Camp Rock 2. Noah Cyrus didn't get that treatment. That's true.
0: But they did They did both team up in, in Ponyo.
1: In Ponyo, yeah. But, you, like, Noah Cyrus wasn't a character in the Hannah Montana movie. Right. She could have been that little girl. He's like, we'll keep your secret. Like, that, like, if the Jonas Brothers had a feature film like that, that would have been Frankie's part. We'll keep your secret. <laughs> that I'm your brother. <laughs> I guess uh, I I had a great time living my dream.
0: Living the dream. It's it's always it, fun it, to see, I mean, even as as serious as this one was, it's always fun to visit uh Jonah's brother's content.
1: Yeah. And this is not the last time I'm sure we'll speak of Living the Dream, because we have a couple more episodes of season one, but there's a whole season two, which weirdly is like two years later
0: huh?
1: in between seasons. So season one ends 2008 and season two begins in 2010. So we have a lot of Jonas Brothers years to fill in the gap. I know a lot
0: went on in that
1: time too. Yeah. I think like Kevin got married. Demi and Joe got together, broke up and there's a lot to cover. So maybe living the dream season two is a little bit more juicy, a little more drama, like in a fun way. Um, all right, Becca, what's the Disney Channel lesson we learned today?
0: The Disney Channel lesson that I learned today is make sure that when you fill up your plate, you're not eating a plate full of everything that's white. Ooh,
1: that's a good one. Um, I think my Disney Channel lesson is, hey, if you have a brother that's not officially part of your band, just leave an extra spotlight out for him. Maybe one day he'll step into it. (laughs) <laughs> all right uh, Becca if people want to see how you bowl with the Disney Channel stars at your after party featuring Jamie Fox where can they find you
0: you can find me bowling but I will have my bumpers up at uh, heyo it's Becca on Instagram <laughs> and Twitter Becca's Records on TikTok Becca Stogner on YouTube or you can check out my other podcast Youth Group Survivor Support Group YGSSG podcast on the social media
1: um, if you if you want to follow me on any of the social medias, I'm at Real Hunter Martin on Instagram, H Camper Martin on Twitter. But most importantly, if you want to keep up to date about anything and everything about this podcast, you can type us in on any of the social medias Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, Threads. Just type in the Time Machine Podcast. You'll find us there. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a review. Um, rate us. But if you give us a review, we will read out your um review and show you the love. We've been getting a lot of awesome DMs and. A tiktok review which was pretty cool oh yes um, so shout out to those um but we love those as well but if you want to show us the love on apple Podcasts reviews and ratings there help more eyes come to our podcast so that'd be awesome um review us on spotify But most importantly we love talking to you guys on all the social medias so send us messages about what you like what you don't like what you want to hear what you don't want to hear um because we want y'all to have so much fun listening to this as we have making it <laughs> look at our dms right now
0: What? Oh, my God. Did our video come in?
1: I think they're talking about the Wizards one.
0: Yeah, but I sent them that video question that we had.
1: I think so. Like,
0: forever ago. Wait. uh, Breaking news. Apparently, we are in the new episode of Wizards pod. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) uh, So, we'll have to look at it. So, the seeds are planted. David, DeLuise, and Jennifer Stone, please come on our podcast or let us come on yours. Come on. Wow. Anyway, we'll be back next time with some awesome things (laughs) Uh, for you. Yeah,
0: but until then, we will see you later time travelers.
1: Always buckle your seatbelts.